بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته All praise belongs to Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala Lord of the worlds, Master on the day of judgment May peace and salutations be on our beloved leader and guide Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Inshallah in this afternoon's discussion Our topic is with regards to home sweet home Practical tips on making your house a happy home House versus home. We often hear the well-known phrase, home is where the heart is. However, we seldom hear a person say, house is where the heart is. The, the reason is simple. The word house generally refers to just the structure, be it of brick and concrete or stone and mud. While the word home refers to the special place to which a person belongs and where he feels most comfortable, relaxed, and at home. A house is made from bricks which are bounded with mortar and cement, but a home is made from the household members who are the bonded and cemented by love, unity, mutual understanding, and happiness. This is the reason why in the Arabic language the word for home is maskan, which is derived from the word sukun, meaning peace. Allah wa ta'ala says in the Quran Karim, وَجَعَلَ لَكُمْ فِي بُيُوتِكُمْ وَاللَّهُ جَعَلَ لَكُمْ مِن بُيُوتِكُمْ سَكَنًا That Allah has made your houses a place of comfort for you. So that is the difference between house and the difference between home. So we, when we go home, whatever difficulty we had at work, whatever uh, problems we had at work, if we come home, what that or that, mo- that mood of being upset, we feel disappointed, or whatever it might be. When we get home, all that we live at our workplace or at our job, when we come home, we have to change all that. Because if we come with, a, with that mindset of being upset, of being sad, of uh, you know having a very difficult time at, at work, we set the wrong tone when we enter the house. So the first thing, leave all that at, at, at the workplace or at our jobs. So when we enter, we enter the home with a smiling, with a cheerful face. And also, the most important thing when we enter the home, we greet. We say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to all our family members that are at home. Because if we don't do this, then obviously we're setting a very bad uh, situation where the family members have seen us but they don't want to even be there because they see that we have come home very upset, very angered because of the bad day we had at work. And what we need to do when we come home is we need to um, you know, make some changes when we enter the home. And the first one is when we also enter the home, we enter with the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where we say, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the most merciful. And we find that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shouldered the greatest responsibility of conveying deen to the ummah, and had the greatest amount of concern and worry for the ummah. However, despite this 
this being the state of the Mubarak heart. We always made people feel at ease and by displaying a happy and pleasant countenance. So if we do this, that we have this pleasant countenance when our family members see us, our wives see us, our children see us, then they will also be happy to see us. But if we come home upset and angered and whatever difficulty we had at work, our family members want to run away from the home. They don't want to be there because we have entered the home in a very bad way where you are upset, where you are sad, and nobody wants to even say anything to you because if they start talking to you or say something to you, you're just going to lose yourself and the whole night is going to be in a very bad situation. And then what, with regards to Salam, it is mentioned in the Quran, Karim, فَإِذَا دَخَلْتُمْ بُيُوتًا فَسَلِّمُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِكُمْ تَحِيَّةً مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ مُبَارَكَةً طَيِّبَةً When you enter your houses, then greet each other with salam, a greeting from Allah, and blessed and good. And also one hadith when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had mentioned, أَفْشُ السَّلَامَ بَيْنَكُمْ That makes salam a common practice amongst yourself, whether at the workplace, whether at home, wherever you're meeting anyone, we need to greet one another, because our greeting is so different compared to the normal greeting of good morning or good afternoon or whatever it might be. We are, when we make this salam, we are making dua for our Muslim brothers or sisters in Islam. We say, Assalamu alaikum, may the peace of Allah be on you, wa rahmatullah, in the mercy of Allah, wa barakatuh, and the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the next time when when after we've entered the home and we made salam and we, uh, you know, are uh, in relaxed now, and then maybe getting ready for our meals with our family. This is a very important thing that we sit together as a family to partake of meals. It must not be such that everyone in the family, the wife, the children, the, the, the husband or the father himself, have different times for their, uh, uh, having their supper or their lunch, etc. Everybody should be together at the supper table. Because when we do not do this, we will find that the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be removed. Because it is mentioned, once a Sahabi came to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and complaining that we eat, but we do not get satisfied. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied, perhaps you are eating separately. And when they replied in the affirmative, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, eat together and recite the name of Allah Taala. Barakah will be placed in that food. So don't have different times for eating. We need to sit together as a family and we sit together and we eat. And many a times when we're sitting together as a family, whether it's most, most of the time it's supper because lunch, the father is working, maybe the mother is working. So at supper time, it's the best time where father, mother, all the children together can interact and they can talk what they did at work today. The father can say the mother. The children can also mention what they, they did at school. Maybe there was some issue that took place or there's some good that took place. So all that can be related at the time when we are uh, sitting together as a family and partaking of the meals. And also while we are partaking with meals with our family, we need to also start off with a dua. Whatever dua, it is a small dua we start off, and we know the, the dua that we have been taught uh, from a very young age, before you start eating, Bismillah wa barakatillah, in the name of Allah, and the, and, and the blessing 
of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is what we need to read as, as a father. We need to read the dua aloud so that everyone in the family also reads after us. And for some reason we have forgotten, then we have taught, been taught another dua by Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where he had mentioned, Bismillahi awwalahu wa akhirahu. And then we partake of our, our meal. And also while we're doing this, bearing in mind the, the duas taught to us by Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as fathers, as caregivers, if we do not read these duas aloud, our children won't even, uh, you know, um, uh, learn from it. And this cannot be the responsibility of the ulama or the muallima in the Muslim school or in the madrasa. This is our responsibility that we teach them from home all these small little duas or uh, little kind of uh, respect that we ought to have for people, whether it's our teachers, whether it's uh, elderly people, etc., Muslim or non-Muslim. And the next aspect while we are busy eating is also that uh, aspect of sharing. Obviously, maybe it's difficult for the children, two of them together eating and whatever else, but as a start, the husband and the wife, the father and the mother should eat from one utensil because this was the way of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and all the, the wives of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There was an incident of Aisha radiallahu anha that whenever she used to drink from the glass of whatever, whether it's water, milk, whatever it might be, she always used to look at the spot where the Mubarak lips of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was on that glass. And then she used to take the glass and put her lips on that spot where Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had put his lips when drinking from that glass. So in that way also, muhabba, love, will emanate from that action between the husband and the wife, the father and the mother. And the next aspect is what's regards to everyone in the family. The mother had done so much of sacrifice from the, whole, from the morning, uh, you know, uh, uh, preparing the, the lunch or the supper or whatever it might be. So we complement the, the wife and the children should complement their mother. Even sometimes it can happen that maybe there's too much of salt in the food or something less in the food. You just bear with it and do not uh, upset the mother because at that time when we tell her or we tell the wife, you know what, there's so much, we put extra salt in the, in, in the food or there's something missing in the food. She just loses that appetite of eating now. And I can relate to this. There was an incident in one family where the... The daughter-in-law had uh, prepared a beautiful lunch and the father-in-law that was sitting there said something which really hurt the daughter-in-law. And she was also eating with the family, but because of that one negative or that very bad statement that the father-in-law had mentioned, the daughter-in-law immediately left from that uh, lunch table and she was gone. Later on when the husband asked the wife, what happened now? So quickly we were eating very nicely and then suddenly you just left. He said, this is the incident that hurt my heart, whatever the, the, the statement was. And this is not a, a good thing uh, as, you know, if a father-in-law comes into the house or any other family member. You just break that, that whole relationship between the husband and the wife and all the family members there. So as far as possible, we should refrain from doing these kind of things. Rather compliment the negative, just leave it. We don't have to uh, mention it at that time because it just creates a different mood and it just gets people upset for, for, for no reason whatsoever. Then 
one death during the course of, of the, the night or the day, whenever we feel it uh, appropriate, we should have some kind of ta'aleem in the house, where, where somebody or each person in the family, the father, the mother, the children, all have a turn in, uh, you know, reciting or reading from the fawail amal or any other uh, authentic hadith kitab. So, some, a short hadith, where when it is mentioned, it will create some kind of awareness. And when this uh, a hadith or verses of the Qur'an is mentioned, it will create some kind of goodness into the house where we are taking the name of Allah, where we are taking or mentioning some aspects with regards to the lifestyle or the life of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And if we have that kitab, where this, uh, the, the title of it is 100 Sunnats, where every, maybe once a week, we can just touch on one sunnah and we try to implement it in our life and in our family's life. And so, like this, we create that awareness for the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because we know in every sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam there is so much of greatness and if we want blessing, we try to implement the sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And what, having said that, with regards to ta'aleem, we need to make some kind of time where we, are, where we read the quran Kareem, where we make the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where we make dua collectively as a family. Because we need this. If we don't have this, the, the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taking place in our homes, we don't collectively send durood upon Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a family, we will find that kind of, of uh, you know, happiness, will be lost and there will be so much of sadness, there's so much of difficulty going on in, in our homes. So we need to make sure that we do this as a family. Whatever it is, we start little and then as the days go by, we can increase in that. And then when our children come home after the long day of being in school or in the university or whatever it might be, the father and the mother has to take responsibility in assisting the child with their homework, whether it's Qur'an, whether it's schoolwork, whatever it might be. Because if the one only does it, whether the father does it or the mother does it, it becomes a bit difficult for one person. So much of things the mother had done for the day, and now she must check on the children that the homework has been done, and maybe there's two, three, four children. Now it's very difficult for the mother alone to do all this kind of stuff. So as um, as a family, the father, the husband, and the wife, they must do these kind of chores together. Because Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if you look in the lifestyle of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would assist the wives and the family in the household chores. He didn't say, no, I'm not going to do this kind of work. But he did the washing of the dishes, uh, the washing of the clothes, and all the other things Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would resort to it. So don't think to me that if I do something in the home, I'm going to lower myself. No, you are following the sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And in order for the home to be happy and, and, and comfortable one, the home environment needs to be... The, one of love, happiness, and less formality. Despite his extremely high and lofty position, Rasulullah conducted himself like a normal man within the confines of the home. He would be extremely cheerful and informal with his respected wives, and they would be comfortable to discuss anything with him. So this is the, the next thing. If we are not easygoing with the soul, you know, uh, 
difficult what our wife, what our children, they're not going to tell us the difficulties that they are facing, whether at home, whether at school, whether in the university. They're going to go out and ask somebody else, a person that might be a total stranger. Sometimes we know of these kind of incidents where we find students coming to us in the Muslim school or in the maktab and they say we have this problem and that problem and this is what's happening at home. So the problem is at home that the children cannot relate and ask the father or tell the mother because there's so much of difficulty, there's so much of stress that is happening in the home. So they find it very difficult to, 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 to call out to the father or to the mother. So now they go out and tell the ulama or the mu'allima that we have got this problem or this problem, etc. So we need to make sure that we save ourselves from that where we must be easygoing and not inaccessible to our children. Otherwise, it might go to some wrong avenue and then we're sitting with a serious problem as well. And then the other important aspect with regards to salah is if we as fathers, the mothers, are not performing salah, how will that child resort to performing salah? That is a different discussion. We normally have the discussion on the night of Mi'raj uh, and so on. So to, to, to uh, make us understand the importance of performing salah for the woman at home, the, the, the males in the masjid and the rewards for performing salah with jamaat is great. And one hadith when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had mentioned Salatul jama'ati afdalu min salatul fadli bi sab'i wa ishirina daraja That the salah performed with jama'ah is 27 times superior to that salah which is performed individually Sometimes you understand the circumstance, the person may be working, etc, etc But we need to make a con uh, an effort to take our children along to the masjid and make them understand the importance of performing salah in the masjid and also the, uh, the, 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 the sanctity of the masjid, uh, that no making a noise in the masjid, no running around, etc. And the last and most important one, unfortunately, this is the one where each one of us are involved in, is with regards to our cell phone. So we need to limit screen addiction. We know now it's exam time, students are busy with exams, etc. We limit them to the cell phone because they need to work and study hard, etc. But on an ongoing basis, even the father, the mother, every person in the family, we find even if there's a family of, of six or five or four, whatever, each one, even that small little child that is four or five years old, has got a tablet or a cell phone. We need to limit them. And certain restrictions have to be made. Myself as a father, I gave the wife a cell phone, I gave the children the tablet, the laptop, etc. I can stop and I can take it away because I've given them that smartphone or the tablet or the, or the laptop, so now you can also take it back and say for this period there's no cell phone, there's, we're limiting the screen time. And, and the, the best time and one of them where we will say we limit our children and as a whole family, when we're having supper, when we're having lunch, that this time no cell phones at the table, let us enjoy the meal. Because many a times we know we are busy with our meal and everybody is on their cell phones. Either some, one of the children are playing, somebody is busy replying to a WhatsApp or whatever it might be. We need to limit that completely. Otherwise, we have lost that family time. We had that limited time we have what our family is gone now. We got another intruder and that is the cell phone. And also we can also restrict certain areas in the home that when we had the um, coming uh, to have a lunch or the, the, the loving area or whatever it might be, that at that places no cell phones allowed. And maybe a certain time during the day on when we go on holidays, which will be coming very shortly, that on holidays, on vacation, 
we limit our screen time ourselves as, as parents and also our children. So in that way, we, we have a, a, a good uh, relationship with our families and we just leave out that cell phone for that few hours. We will see how much of, of, of muhabba, how much of love will emanate from this, whereas uh, as family members, when we sit together and we just leave out that cell phone for that few minutes or for the few hours, how much of uh, difference we will have between us and our families. May Allah wa ta'ala grant us a true understanding of what has been said to practice righteous deeds and to abstain from evil. Amin wa ma'alina illa al